Yeah, so I was telling you, like, that's 2020, bro. Like, we're going into 2021 now. Oh, wait. Is it going to... Uh, it's, it's, yeah, actually, right. everybody, everybody, right. get everyone, quiet, everybody, on, quiet, now. here it is, here it is, five, eight, seven, six, five, four, this is it, this is it, happy new year, all right, where's all your joy at, hey, hey man, somebody man. pass me another one, hey, hey buddy, wait a minute, well, how come there's so many people here? You know, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah. Should we all be socially distancing? <laughs> uh, hey, bro, put your, put that mask back on. Hey, up. everybody, where's your vaccine at? Hey, show me a negative COVID test. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Come Sit With Us. This is episode 22, the improvisational New Year's Spectacular. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Martinez. Isaiah, we uh, actually were able to get this scheduled as soon as possible, this show. So the title of the show, The Improvisational New Year's uh, Spectacular. So that's exactly what we're going to do. I have nothing written down. You have never actually ever have anything written down. Yeah. So still, as you were today, mm-hmm. as you are for every show, um, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I... Also enjoy the fact that we are going to be enjoying this new year, January 1st, 2021. Uh, we had our toast uh, not too long ago before the countdown. That countdown was live, by the way. We actually just escaped out of that we were in London. COVID-ridden party. And it is now 2021. Mm-hmm. The The excitement for me is... Is, is honestly, there is no limit to this because I I know that with what 2020 gave me as far as stress, things to deal with, issues and, and uh, untimely passings, I know that I now have the experience going forward to deal with any type of issues that come with it because I got a pandemic under my belt. I have... Uh, untimely passings under my belt as well so i know i could deal with it to the best of my ability 2020 uh has been one year that we are all going to just look back at and i know we all you know experienced something in our own different ways uh some experienced it by actually getting covid um which is from what i hear horrible um and nobody would want to go through that. Uh, a lot of division, a lot of social, you know, uh, strife between, um, you know, whether it's political parties or just between just racial issues. Uh, so much has gone on. And I think through all of it, you know, and then a lot, a lot of passing as well, a lot of passing people have passed. Um, but I think through all of it, you know, we've held tight and together. And I think there's a lot of good that has also happened, you know, despite it being a pandemic and everything, um, there's a lot of resilience. A lot of people who have been relentless and, you know, uh, trying to take away the best that they can this year, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, so for that, we can look back and celebrate there are, and look back and say, there are some things to celebrate, you know, that we've come out of this year, but to be honest, I'm ready to, to leave this year behind, bro. Like, uh, this year has definitely changed everybody's plans 
And I'm not, what I've learned from last year is I'm not going to go into this year, you know, expecting that things are just going to be all great and, and stuff. I do expect that we'll still be going through this still, um, for some time, but you know, that's what I've learned. You can't just go in thinking, Oh, it's going to be a great, fantastic year. Cause you know, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know the future. So I just go into it knowing that, uh, we are resilient, uh, human species and we'll get through it. Uh, that's the best I could take away from it. I agree with that. I feel that the United States hasn't dealt with something like this in a long time. I haven't felt this is the opposite of how I felt post September 11th. Mm -hmm. I remember during September 11th post it, everyone was, super patriotic mm-hmm. everyone they can was, actually pass a bill dude, they was <laughs> all all together right right you would have thought the patriot act was like some bill that like brought us all together as like a nation or something <laughs> you can actually get something passed for once yes. the i haven't felt so apart from everyone in terms of racial issues or or in terms of uh, political issues it's been a weird time. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's been more or less way more engaged in politics too. Like it, it just feels like everybody's interacting with politics either on like Instagram, Facebook, everything. Like, Isaiah, that is a good point you bring up because you can, you can go on your Instagram feed and all of a sudden everyone, everyone that your homie, the guy down the street, mm-hmm. uh, people that you didn't think were into politics all of a sudden all of a sudden are cnn correspondents they start a politics page and and everything you can tell the people that didn't even open up a didn't even open up the complete idiot's guide Mm -hmm. to understanding politics when they start spewing out the random stuff that they that they start talking about politically Mm -hmm. yeah and, and it's okay it's just that you know Politics is, is something that's very complex to put into a meme just doesn't do it justice. It like, it's like, and then it's like, how do you respond to that? Do I have to find some other meme that exactly corresponds to this in response? Like, it's just a, it's a weird way of doing politics in social media. You know, you send out a meme and it's like a, you, you put it on blast out there for everybody. And it's like, there's no engagement. You just got to take it. Like you got to just swallow that, <laughs> that yeah. opinion when there's more complex than that. Um, but, and then it's like, also, what is that really going to do? What are you really doing other than maybe arguing on social media? Like what change is really getting done here? You know, because people don't just say, Oh, okay. And I've changed my mind now. You know, people usually, they have deeply rooted, you know, beliefs that are the, the way they form their beliefs from politics. So it deserves a good conversation, a good, healthy conversation, but you can't get that in a meme that just like, it's very oversimplifying it. Um, and so, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird phenomenon that we've had this year for sure. Yeah. And everyone is able to carry on what they, what they actually think through a screen cap of someone on Twitter with like this good, uh, granted it's good verbal rhetoric Mm -hmm. on some of them, Mm -hmm. but like in reference to, to the stimulus Mm -hmm. in reference to, to politics, Mm-hmm. versus p- 
people that actually have the experience to talk about it, understand it. Anyone, anyone could be, anyone could be whoever they want to on the internet is what I, and is what I found out this year as well. And, uh, while we're on that same topic, I actually now know how it feels to be the guy on the other side when people are talking about, yeah, just, uh, just give us more money. I'm like, who's going to pay for that? <laughs> I'm now on that other side. I'm that old and that frugal with my money now that I'm like, Hey, well, who, who's going to pay for that? Because me being a single male, I'm already getting taxed up the wazoo. And they say, hey, if you want a tax break, just have kids and get married. Yeah. As soon as I hear get have kids and get married, all I hear is cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Like, no. Who's paying for that? <laughs> yeah, but Who's you don't paying for that again? You don't have to look at it like that, though. I mean, a kid's going to be your bundle of joy. It's going to be your, you know, your... Your little angels or whatever, oh, cool, you know, man. it's going to be I'm a blessing. A, as in soon disguise. as I have a kid, I'm going to start go fund me. <laughs> it's going to be a pain to your side, but it'll also be a blessing in disguise, you know. But then again, what do I know? Because I don't have kids either. So, but I'm just, I'm, that's what I think. Right. You know. What do you mean you don't have kids? You got a little Grogu right there. Isaiah recently purchased this uh, Grogu, no longer yeah. called Baby Yoda, thankfully. That's yes. a, one yes. of the pluses that we've actually I got. I like the of. name Baby Yoda. But yeah, I have this Grogu here in my office here, but it was really originally supposed to be a gift for somebody. But then I asked them, well, because I, I got it ahead of time thinking they watched the show and then yeah. they were kind of like, uh, not really. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to give them that because they don't watch it. So I just ended up, you know, opening it up and having it here. And now, yeah. It talks to, uh, let me see if I can bring it over. just says a little something. Let me see. That is adorable. (laughs) Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have touched it because now it's going to keep talking a little bit. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, you should have have kids for a tax break, dude. I I don't think so. And that is Grogu in the background talking. It's our special guest right <laughs> see it's if it's not the dog it's grogu now yeah which which i don't mind grogu but the dog i think we're gonna have to have intervention with the dog i say you know what that dog mark wants me to shoot the dog like old no and i can't Whoa, do that you went too far <laughs> now grogu's upset i'm not gonna t- i'm not saying that you should take it should I, take it to like, the cellar i was and... like what should i do mark also mark went shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> what should i do with the dog mark five is there yeah it wow, should stop. It's it should gonna stop keep it. going, huh? It should stop right now. I it does it like four more times and then it stops. Okay. Now, so it's not even a Grogu anymore. It's like a Furby. <laughs> it's just a redone Furby. Furbies I bet are you kind of scary. Mechanics dude. as a Furby. Whoever had a Furby, I don't know how you did because it, it looks scary as hell. Like it's like it's big old eyes has a little beak and it's like Furby, Furby loves you and it's like you could tell there's something evil about that. So menacing, like you know, don't mind me like a Furby. Like. I'm not, I'm, I'm very surprised that Blumhouse hasn't done like a fur, a horror Furby series. They could have probably. Like, I love you. It's all in the middle it of the It seems night. like it'd be in the goosebumps or something. The like. Furby normal activity. <laughs> a little Furby with a big old knife, a kitchen knife in its hand. <laughs> it'd be, <laughs> it, I, I hope the people that actually made child's play actually start doing the, the, the killer Furby movie because Back when they did Child's Play, you had to do, you had to do a lot of stuff to make it believable that there was a there was a demonically possessed doll. Well, a possessed doll it wasn't possessed by demons; it was just possessed by some guy, some guy who was crazy. And to make it look real, and it's like a regular good guy doll, quote unquote, and 
it was just going crazy. Like I've never looked at dolls the same again after child's play. I still don't either. I, I see like my mom has certain dolls here for, um, for our niece and mm-hmm. I like get that thing out of here. It looks like freaky. <laughs> it looks like you wake up in the middle of the night or something. Yeah. So they're all, yeah. they all, uh, they're something all at the about front it. of your door. Something about a hollow shell of a human being. Like, I don't know what could possess that hollow, like plastic <laughs> toy. Like <laughs> enough space for a spiritual. Vessel. It's a host. It's like a host for some sort of like <laughs> some sort of ghostly body or oh, something. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, we learned a lot of things. We learned a lot of things this year, man. I, uh, you know, speaking of the occult, I mean, I know. <laughs> of the yeah, exactly. This is the great topics for bringing in a new mm-hmm. year. Since this is a improvisational show, as I mentioned a couple of times already, um, you mind if I ask you something? I know, I know, you're more in tune to your spiritual mm-hmm. side, sure. And what? was your experience if if you ever had any mm-hmm. with the Ouija board never Did, had any never okay no, never no, none of that mojo ever it's, got down it's here it's not allowed <laughs> even go around that. Um, okay i thought so mm-hmm. i just wanted to make sure because that t- same here like mexicans and and the Ouija board as the as the diablo mijo like my grandma would just be yeah. that's the devil like right. she, my my both grandmas they're just straight out of the water boy where everything's the devil mm-hmm. fax machine the devil instant text the devil facebook the devil myspace the devil all of it i think myspace was a blessing <laughs> fax machine <laughs> have you did you ever send a fax have you, have you ever yeah sent a, i've sent a fax no way yeah it makes me oh. i think that dates me but yes i have sent a fax i have too once i had to send a fax at sprint we remember we had to send. So at Sprint, when yeah. we worked at Sprint, um, there was this loophole, right, where you could slap on a discount Wait, on almost oh any God. account you wanted. And to do that, you had to fax in a photocopy of like this work badge, and everybody would like pass around the same work badge, and just like reuse it. And so like almost everybody, like almost everybody who came in that was going to add a new line, <laughs> we slapped on like a, a, like a Wells Fargo or a Chase or a, oh, yeah, or because, some sort because of Chase like, would give you 25% off your bill. There plus. was some sort of waste management. Like we would slap on some sort of discount where they didn't work there. <laughs> we were hooking it up. I think we were hooking it. We were literally hooking it up. It, it sucks too, because Sprint off the jump was cheap. Mm-hmm. Still is. Mm-hmm. I'm, my, I'm still on my employee phone plan. That's how cheap it is. You gotta and, let it go. Yeah, I know. You ended up going to like two different carriers, didn't yeah. you? After that, mm-hmm. AT and T, and I went to Metro. I actually did Metro for a little bit. Oh no, I, no, I'm saying as far as your actual phone provider. Yeah, I did Metro oh, okay. BCS, and Dang. then I did uh, T-Mobile, which is the same thing now. But yeah, I didn't know you then, had a little little stint with T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Signed a contract with them, huh? Yeah, I kind of had to because I worked there, and then like. Like Metro PCS is T-Mobile, right? So oh, Metro PCS I was bought. Say, when did you work for T-Mobile? Yeah. Never tell me. Metro PCS bought yeah. T-Mobile, so it wasn't. People think that T-Mobile bought Metro PCS, but it's actually the other way around. Metro PCS actually bought T-Mobile, which then in turn bought Sprint. So even though Wait. they're for like the you know they're more for like a lower demographic or whatever, as far as like you know uh, as far as like um, it's more cheaper the the phones. Sorry, there you go. Or Metro PCS. So. They actually were running the real. They're running their business really well because when I got there, their training was like spot on. 
they had great ethics they had a good just procedure they they knew what to do to sell it was almost like not even selling bro like stuff was just flying off the shelves like i didn't even have to do much so yeah um yeah they ended up actually buying t-mobile and then they bought sprint so when i was there at the time they had bought t-mobile and so i had like two phones from two different carriers because I don't know why I actually had three phones at one time at an AT&T phone because I try to be like the cool guy with the iPhone while I was working at Metro PCS. Right. Cause I had to be that <clears throat> anyways. Jeez. So yeah. So yeah. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Hey, you learn something new about your friends the every day. You know. Yeah. 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 I never. And then I got in a fling there at Metro PCS too. We had like a new hire and well, this is interesting to me. Like to me, it was just like I was. To me, I didn't even think of it that way. To me, I was just you know showing her like what to, how to do it, what to do, and then how to do what? <laughs> Stupid. And then so it just kind of like it turned into like you know we became good friends. Uh, we started working next to each other all the time. Oh, okay. She actually remembered me from when I used to work at Sprint, like a Sprint store in Moreno Valley. So she actually came in one time as a customer, and I didn't yeah. remember this, but she had remembered me. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I was a good seller, so it just, I don't know, it, it got it got complicated pretty fast. But um. Dang, I, we have to keep <laughs> serving up the Martinelli's right here. We got Martinelli's non-alcoholic cider, and Isaiah's yeah. letting it all spill out right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, 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 keep going, please. This is... <laughs> well, this... you know, we went on a couple of dates, actually. Um but the reason why I said it got complicated is because, you know, she technically was still, I guess, with somebody. And oh, so, wow. So it got a little complicated there. And then, um, uh, and then, yeah, we just kind of, uh, we just kind of went different ways. Um, she actually like ended up just, just ended like just cold turkey. Like guy. she, yeah, she ended up just quitting actually. And I, <laughs> Yeah, I never talked to her as a direct result of you. Yeah, because I guess the guy, I guess the guy, like somehow found out she was like talking to me or something. Oh, that's so never she good, just dude. quit and like never came back. And so, yeah, it was like a, it was just a weird situation. But anyways, what was, it was cool working there. What was the? Yeah, <laughs> it was cool what, working there. What, what was the? Speaking of quitting, yeah. what was the weirdest or the oddest? Um, like a term not termination but like people said i'm quitting what was the weirdest one you've ever witnessed oh somebody quit oh the weirdest one i already i got that one uh so there was a guy that used to work with that sprint he was he was a he was a new um he was a new supervisor right he he kind of talked like this a little like Okay, you know, we'll offer you a couple of new lines. So this guy, so Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, he was like a nice, friendly guy. He seems like, you know, he had a good spirit about him. Anyways, like like a week in, um, you know, somebody was trying to use the men's restroom and they couldn't get in. They were like knocking on the door. They're like, what's going on? So anyways, they somehow busted open and the guy's right there on like heroin in in the freaking bathroom. And I was there at the, at the talk about an elevated day. sales position, right? Yeah. He was high out of his mind. <laughs> right. And he's just like right there. I'm like, dude, bro. Oh man. That's and, not, there's no way to laugh about a heroin. heroin yeah. You can't even like whatever. laugh about it, but it's like, bro. Cause the, the funny part is that, you know, you would have never thought this guy was just like, yeah, you know, we could go ahead and throw like, He just seemed like a nice, cool guy. Like I didn't, you would have never known. You guys would never know what gets me in this mood. <laughs> 
stupid. Like, I would try to tell him, like, hey, you want a you five-hour energy? He goes, no, bro, I actually got something a little stronger than that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I like his director's kid. He's like, no, 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 I'm not no, into actually, drugs. No, I'm kind of need a little something else. Yeah. You, know, kinda, no. I got, you know what? I'm going to go, uh, uh, I'm a little tied back. up in the restroom, if you know what I, I mean. Oh, forget stupid. it. <laughs> so wow. I guess the next day he calls the store and tells, like, tells, uh, he asked for the um, assistant manager. He's trying to tell the assistant manager he's calling off work. And the assistant manager's like, what do you mean you call off work? You don't work here no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, oh. a, that was a doozy. That was a doozy. Wow. Dang. So de- dealing with that in the Sprint restroom. Yeah. I didn't witness any of that during my tenure. I had a little no. cup of coffee there at Sprint. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I witnessed like two guys who got shot that walked in our store. Like one guy, and when I worked in Reno Valley, he got shot. He walks in the store and he's like, he's like, uh, he, he's uh, he's like a, a short Mexican dude. I don't know. I guess that's stereotypical. But anyways, he was a short Mexican dude and he's like, you know, asking for a phone. And he has like a blood stain on his like stomach or something. He's like shot or whatever. And we're like, yeah, sure. And he's like on desperation mode, trying to call 911. And I was like, dang, dude. Like, So you had to sell him the phone first before he could <laughs> yeah, dial 911. Yeah, first, let me, let me add you on a family plan first before we can give you minutes. Uh, <laughs> now, now stay together. I need your signature for this. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the consent form. Uh, this is going to be telling you the two-year agreement. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know. You cancel any time. It's just the $250. Oh, my God. No, no discretion. <laughs> you cancel any time if life doesn't cancel it out uh, for you. It's a re. It's a re- Bait, reembolsal it's uh sequenta <laughs> it'll take about say uh, say some messes, uh wow no um yeah uh, uh another guy came into the metro pcs door you know all shot up and he's like coming you, to the store you guys trying. are probably next to a hospital and they probably got that the the entry <laughs> we were in the ghetto confused. bro we were in the ghetto oh no wonder it was the ghetto bro that we seen a lot of things there uh yeah but it was fun times bro fun times yeah selling phones <laughs> selling phones was a uh, very you learn very a amazing time you learn a lot you oh learn i a learned lot a lot sales. yeah mm. there's a lot of aspects to life you could take away with that so yeah, it was fun fun times especially with the store when we worked at the same store together in redlands that was those were dope times that was probably the best time i've ever had working ever yeah. every day didn't even feel like work it felt like just like just no holds bar, just anything yeah. that goes like, you it know, was, know it was you pretty get. much who could just make people, who can make people laugh the most between Isaiah and myself. Yeah. Which it kind of was, you kind of had to be a little more serious because you did, you were a lead. Yeah. I actually had to be. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I actually had to handle manager escalations. Yeah. Which is funny because there's not much difference that I did other than just, I was just a, a manager. So that was it. That was the only difference, really. It wasn't like a whole lot. There was never, there was never a dull moment at that store. I, I, I think every, a lot of it was a blur to me because of how hopped up on energy drinks I was during that time. Mm-hmm. Me too. I was because it was just like, I just kept thinking about the more I sell, the more money I'll get because I was making commission was good. Yeah, we we're yeah, making decent money. Was good, really good. Like, yeah, st- like celebratory steak nights for our age. Yeah, that was good money. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I was in a fancy restaurant with no other family but myself, and I was the one footing the bill. I miss those commission checks, actually. I just miss receiving an extra, you know. On top of your hourly right. rate and all right. that. Yeah. yeah. That was always good. Yeah, I miss that. 
well, maybe you should go, go back. Yeah, go yeah. back. Go no, back to, actually, go back to selling. Now, this is another thing: is I actually got offered when I was already doing payroll. I got offered a position to go back to Sprint. Like all of a sudden, they wanted to hire me back. No way. And it was for like a part-time position. I'm like part-time. I'm like I'm way better than a part-time position. Like if I yeah. go there, I'm gonna freaking need like. I don't know. I'm, I'm, let me calm myself down now. But anyways, they were offering me a part-time position. And so I was just like, only reason I went to the interview was because I had liked the person that was asking me. I knew oh, the person. So the I only guess. reason I even went to the interview was because I liked her. And I don't know what I was thinking. But anyways, I, I went to this interview for a part-time position as a sales rep. Maybe maybe a part-time, a part-time position in the store, but maybe a full-time lover <laughs> position. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was looking for. I don't know what I was looking for. Uh, you know, and so. Full-time <laughs> lover. <laughs> I don't know what I was looking All for. Right. But it did It did um, reopen up the conversation at least or that the communication between that person and I. Um, it turns out like years later, you know, it, it probably wouldn't have worked out. A totally different person and. You know, it's not ne- nothing negative on that person. That person's a great person, but it just probably wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. She For the sake of our friendship, it wouldn't have worked out. I yeah, think. I don't think so. So yeah. I was blinded probably, probably by just, I don't know what. But Oh, you know what? Hey, love makes us do crazy things sometimes. I, mm-hmm. I too, am sometimes blinded by love. So it can I've, be. A lot of people can be, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It was, it get, yeah, if once it retches on, you... You end up saying yes to the most ridiculous things. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm trying to grow past that too. Like I really don't want to just, you know, fall into this uh, wave of emotions. Like just because, you know, we happen to connect for the first thing. I want to go beyond just that. And I want to know, you know, I want, I want the love to be more meaningful, more than just, uh, just a spark or a fling. I want it to be yeah, uh, something that, you know, is more, um, <clears throat> more substantial weighty. yeah substantial yeah. so there's um i'm in a very very peculiar spot about that like i mentioned to you in private i guess we can talk about it on come sit with us because you know it's new year whatever new you new line. no we're not doing any of that <laughs> I, we totally contradict the last episode where i'm telling people hey it's always your resolution every year to no matter what the day yeah new year new me right just totally spat the last episode in the face I have to prove that I'm a changed person to someone that I'm really interested in. Hmm. But wait, why do you have to be a changed person? Why can't you be who you are? No, I have to prove that I am now changed versus the scumbag I was like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. You know, the, okay. the person I was 10 years ago, if I talked to myself, like my decade past self, mm-hmm. I would have slapped myself. I would slap my 10 my, my younger decade, younger self, mm-hmm. I would slap him in the face and I'd say, save your money, Mark, and do something about that hair. That's why I would have told him mm. two things. I would have told him, save your money. And no, I'm just kidding about the hair part, but save your money. And, uh, yeah, that's it because I'm a lot better off than I was 10 years mm. ago. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Well, I think that shouldn't be too hard for you. I mean, as long as you're yourself, I think that alone should demonstrate that you're obviously not the same person that you were 10 years ago. Yeah. It, um, it's just hard for her because I, li- I I treated her like crap. I see. So okay. it is, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of issues regarding that where I have to, you know, yeah, yeah, I have to show and demonstrate that hey, look, like look, I'm a changed person. Mm-hmm. So, but when, if and when that's ever out the way, we can then see if it works out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And if it does, it does, and then we go from, just go from there. Hmm. You yeah, know, maybe maybe it may end the five year hiatus of me being just a mm-hmm. single man. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt I, it. You know, but, I want to no. say my honest uh, opinion is maybe just uh, might be easier to just talk to somebody else. You know that uh, <laughs> <laughs> just start fresh. You know, just talk to somebody else. Yeah, you know, it's hard. Year, it's hard. Like, when sell me on that. Yeah, per- perfect. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's hard because you guys had this history now, and it's like. How do you change someone's memory? You really can't. It, like sometimes that like sticks, and it's like it's like just a bad stain you can't get out of your garment. Or oh, clothing. I'm gonna oxyclean that. It's I'm very gonna, difficult. I'm, I'm Billy Mays in that it's case. Very. I'll, as soon as she's gonna talk about that, I'm like Billy Mays here with the with the X X memory cleanse. It <laughs> detoxes. It it cleans out all those. See that yucky stain about Mark? It's clean. Like it's not even there. Not even there. Not even there. Well, maybe, maybe. You know, who am I? You know. <laughs> That's my best friend, everyone. Isaiah Bartitas. Forget it. See someone else. Well, you know, it's just because it's it's so difficult. Like, it's just so difficult to... Granted, granted, we are going to have, like, a lengthy discussion about it and everything. Yeah. And, and uh, <clears throat> it's funny, too, because the, the last time I saw her was a year ago when I took her uh, I took her out to uh, Disneyland. Mm. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. Great, great time. And uh, then like in January, she told me she was talking to someone else and like, pfft. and I was like, what? Mm. I was like, you're, you're going to do that? Ooh. Oh, dude, it, it was, Ooh. trust me, I was, I was fuming. Uh-huh. I mean, then it's she none kinda, of my business. She kind of did you dirty then too. See, and that's this is why I'm saving that all that talk <laughs> for when when uh-huh. we uh, finally uh, decide to yeah. uh, go out again. Mm-hmm. So, but the main thing about this whole thing is that I'm patient mm-hmm. about this whole situation, <clears throat> yeah. and I know that if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I want to be the one to determine. Hey, look, Mark, you've tried. You thought this was going to work out. If it does, it doesn't. And if it, you know, doesn't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that attempt because I do see value in a potential relationship. Yeah, you want to give it all your effort. I get that. Like, you don't want to leave it, you know, no stone unturned. You, you want to try won't to give it your take effort. Take. <clears throat> I won't, I won't, you won't go, go down so attempt. easily. Let's I need that. a freaking attempt at it. Yeah, you won't go down so easily, I think. Like, you know, you're going to give it your, your effort. And right. after that, if, if if it doesn't work out, then you know you tried. So, yeah. you know you can have you can walk away with that peace of mind. So that I get. I think it's time to take a a break between our uh, our improvisational segments, and also make a make a little uh, a little piece set aside for uh, the news that we recently got the other day, where we ended up finding out that. Uh, Legendary underground rapper MF Doom uh, died at the age of 48. Oh, 49. Excuse me. 49 years old. And for those that know of MF Doom, 
will know that he is one of the most complex, one of the most in ingenious rappers of all time. Just mm -hmm. the, the fact that the fact that this guy was able to to remain uh, to remain so so impactful throughout all these years for being impactful in the hip hop game is is hard you it's hard to do it for a decade mm -hmm. but for two decades since he's released mm, food his first one of the first albums i've heard from him like his most popular one was released in 2004 and to be relevant for even releasing albums even in, uh previous to that for be, for being in the game that long it's very impressive and it's it's very unfortunate that he has passed away at the at a very young age. Forty nine is you still got a lot left in the tank, and it's just as soon as I heard the news, I my heart my heart dropped. It's not it's not a it's not a loss that we can deal with, you know. I especially because of the impact he's had on my life. It's mm -hmm. the guy's. I mean, for any hip hop head, anybody who was into the underground hip hop scene. MF Doom is legendary. He's uh he is his, own, his whole style, uh what he can do on a beat. He murders it in just such a nonchalant way. Um you know, he what he can do verbally uh with his writtens, you know, this guy is just all around very versatile on what he can do. Uh definite definite um loss for us uh for anybody who loves hip-hop you know this guy is just so creative um he created uh kind of like a he was somebody we we would look to even um and the way he adopted the uh, metaphor with MF Doom and combining that into into hip hop, like you just don't see so much of that nowadays. Like, you know, um, rappers who take on these superhero personas. Yeah, and staying just true to it, it too. And he, staying true I, to it all the way. Never yeah. seen him without his mask. Right. You know, there's probably going to be earlier early pictures of when he used to be a rapper. Uh, his form, his first rapper name. Uh, Zev Love X. So there might be photos of him like that, but then after, so the story goes is after a car accident that um, that left him scarred. He ended up putting the mask on and became the the became what we know as MF Doom now. And from then on, you know, all his songs have some sort of Doctor Doom soundbite in them. He's always dressed like he's Doctor Doom, hence MF Doom, Metal Face Doom. Mm -hmm the the guy kept true to kept true to all that and and like Isaiah mentioned with his wordplay it's there's he sometimes gets into triple meanings of how deep his stuff gets and he's take writing that down and getting triple meanings out of stuff takes a lot of deep thought and, and so early on too early oh, on he was doing that long time ago so, like, if you're into hip-hop now and you don't know MF Doom or really know his work, then that is yeah. a perfect example to go back and look at. Very low-key, um, like I said, very uh, 
you know, just nonchalant. Just he just he had it. Yeah, like, you it know? sounds like he's always just rapping, sitting down, <laughs> chilling. Yeah, and there's yeah. never ever been like him just going off, like, right? Like how Eminem would bring that energy in. Mm-hmm. MF Doom never was like that kind of, never was that kind of rapper yeah. at all. Yeah, it's weird. It's like he he. It's like he's not the type that like shows off, but just doing what he does is a way of like. It's impressive, but he's not trying to show off. But what he does is impressive. Yeah, you'll be you'll be damned to ever see him try and like see how good he can really yeah. get. It just yeah. shows you that it's like I can do it just like this, chilling just right. like this. Right. And so I think anybody who's big, like we just mentioned Eminem, I'm sure all these big artists, like this is going to affect all of them because that's how impactful this guy is. Um, you know, maybe not. It might not be major news to everybody, but. Uh, for those who don't know, like that, it's a big loss for, for all of us. And we've had a lot of loss this year. So that just adds to the list. So from the news that we got, we still don't know. A lot of this is unconfirmed. But based on his uh, Instagram post, it says transitioned October 31st, uh, 2020. So it may have happened earlier. And granted, news like this can be kept under wraps, especially considering MF Doom's uh, nature. Uh, I use this example with Isaiah that during Rock the Bells 2008, uh, MF Doom was supposed to be performing at the, uh, he was supposed to be performing at one of these stages and then all of a sudden he stops performing and I'm like, well, what's going on? And apparently the word went out that he got booed off stage because he used a doppelganger for, and I, it could be part of a, a song that he was using, but the person that was rapping on stage wasn't MF Doom, and I guess people ended up finding out. But you didn't end up finding out till weeks later. No one knew that he was going to use a doppelganger, but that's how under wraps it is, is that if you're able to get away with that up to the point of a concert or even the concert, even where security's letting you pass by or stuff like that, yeah, I can imagine that if MF Doom supposedly... Uh, passed away on October 31st, then I can entirely believe that it's been under wraps up to this, this point, mm-hmm. up to this point for that long. <clears throat> so, but besides that, whether, whatever date, um, our dear MF Doom passed away, it, it just, stuff like that just hits home because the guy, to me, I remember, I remember playing God of War on the PS2 and just listening to mmm food in the background, listening to beef rap, uh, listening to uh, to Guinness's, all the songs that he's had, and just just going into it. Even later with Mad Villainy. Mad Villainy was such a genius album. And then uh, I can go on and on, bro. Because the fact is he makes beats too. He has a mm-hmm. special Herbs mixtape, one through ten, I believe. And, and each one of those beats are just on point with exactly how he raps. The guy, the guy will be missed. MF Doom will, will be missed. And uh, Isaiah, if there's anything in closing you want to do with MF Doom, just please. I mean, I think we've kind of said it all. Uh, just very skilled. I know I'm inspired from him uh, as far as like you know writing lyrics and putting together tracks and projects, uh, beat maker. I mean, and that's just, and that's like 
there's probably so much more to him that like I don't even know mm-hmm. um, or that many don't even know. So it just it's it sucks any that that he's still pretty young, I think. So mm-hmm. it just sucks that, you know, another legend is gone. So um yeah, I think we just all we can do is just take the best that we've the best projects that he has on wax down and just really appreciate them for what yeah. they are. I know I'm gonna be doing that in the next couple of uh, for the next couple of weeks. Yep. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a little uh, a little rough, a little rough because the guy, very impactful, very impactful lyricist that guy. This one's for you, MF Doom. You're the man. Well, let's try to bring it back up here with, come sit with us once again. This is episode 22, the improvisational New Year's Day, spectacular. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to come sit with us. And you know what? Just while we're doing this, I think we started we we started to come sit with us in 2020. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah started, gave me the itch again. He would always, and he started, it started in like 2019 where he like gave me the itch again. He was just, anytime we would go to our local uh, watering hole, and decide to grab a drink or two. He would always like ask me if I was ever going to start doing the podcasts again. And here I am staring into the into the bottom of my mug, filled with Coors Light, probably. And I was just telling him, "I'm like, I see what you're talking about. Like, I like I'm I'm good. Like I was I was content." And. I was content with all the episodes I've ever done and all the podcasts and I've ever did. And, and I was okay with that. But then, then Isaiah ended up starting his own, his own podcast. And I was, I was impressed. I was impressed by it because the fact is, is here I was, here I was when I used to do my podcast episodes, granted with, most of them I would, you know, recap and make segments for what I did. And, but with, with seeing Isaiah's podcast and all the effort that he puts in, the guy puts in work with every episode he does, especially considering what the deep end, what, what constitute an episode, what constitutes an episode for the deep end is that it takes a lot of studying. It takes a lot of work and effort. And, and every time I was a, a guest on Isaiah's shows on the deep end, I would come in with a notepad with some details and information, but here's Isaiah with like a folder with information highlighted for news articles. And, and I just felt like, I was like, dang, like I just stepped into the major leagues and I was just maybe a, a small, somewhat inspiration towards this. So I felt, I felt okay being in a situation where I can come in and, and either be a guest on Isaiah's show and then be all right with it. But then, I guess it came along to where it's like, you know what? Like, why not? Let's let's start something. Let's start our own podcast together. But let's just do something simple. I wanted, mm-hmm. I proposed the, I, I proposed to Isaiah. No, um, I proposed the <laughs> I idea. I don't. <laughs> uh, I proposed the idea, I, the idea to Isaiah. I was like, you know what? Let me make a show and just record it here, record it at the, at the studio. And take a take the reins on it and have it be a lighthearted show that way it could be an excellent contrast to what you do with the deep end 
and then we'll be all right. And it actually has been working out. And you mm-hmm. know what? The the beauty about this whole thing is that we're able to fuse our audiences together. I know that people that people that your fan base likes tuning into to this uh, come sit with us. And, yeah. And people that have stuck with me the last couple of years. And that was my like pitch to you. In too. Yeah, that was my pitch to you too is that because Mark was already doing the pins. And I thought in podcasting started, I think started to take a new wave again because it was so accessible, so easy to do now. And, you know, there was like just plug in mics, plug and play like you, that it was, you was set. you like, so it was so easy. Um, and my brother had sparked it in me. Well, actually my father had sparked it in me just from listening back to his old messages and pre- preaching and sermons or whatever. And then I thought, man, this is so cool. I get to listen back and feel like I'm there again. So it caused me to want to start recording something while I'm young, while I'm able to do it, while I'm, I have all this free time on my hands. And I thought, let me, let me work at putting together this project. So as I was doing that, then it made me think about you because you do the pins and everything. And I thought, well, this would be a great platform, you know, to advertise, you know, and build. And it's, e- it's an easy thing to do. Um, and you already did it. The thing was like, you already did it. So I already kind of had the itch from when you brought me on your show back in the day, I already kind of had the itch of, you know, wanting to do something like that. So, um, so yeah, so it, I, to me, I thought, you know, when we do our show, plug in uh, El Notorious Pin, plug in my show, my show, plug in you, and it all just, it works like a, you know, just back around and around we go and, and just doing self-promotions because, it just makes sense, you know, why not do our own advertisements instead of trying to get sponsors from all these other things, which we can still, but it just made sense for me to like, say like, man, this makes sense. Like, let's all just plug in each other. Like, you know, and it would be great. It's like any kind of sponsorship, any kind of sponsorship, which is why I want to talk about (laughs) audible.com. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's why I want to talk about better mattress right now because, Oh no. (laughs) So bringing up better mattress. So, this is this is all greenlit by Isaiah. This is one of the f- funnier moments that we've had, but it's yeah. it, it's one of, it's in the instance where it was brought on by Dark Roots. The so when Isaiah was going through his his spell about him personally feeling that he was and and correct me if I'm wrong, you felt honestly like you were oh on yeah that store yeah 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 when we're talking about like me going through a little health scare and stuff, this is yeah. this is good because i feel i'm glad we're open enough to talk about this and that we're comfortable uh discussing this i know but, now where you're going with this but, but it's funny. <laughs> isaiah isaiah and i were talking about that he was like isaiah was i told i thought it would be funny and so i told isaiah i was like isaiah imagine if Imagine if you were talking about, you know, feeling like you had you had enough of, of life and, and that you're so sick of it. But I then you reel, pe- you reel people into just a sponsorship. So you start off with like, you know what? I was tired. I was sick and tired of it all. And, and you know what? I was done. I was, I, I was this done. is the moment that I wanted to call sit and sleep. Sit and sleep for all your mattress needs. So by you going oh so dark. God. Into thinking that you were like, actually just gonna let I didn't go let, that far for the advertisement to like be sick in bed. Like uh, that's why I had to call Sin Sleep. Sin Sleep actually helps all your back pain, helps all your your illnesses. Oh, so it was it was gonna be one of those things because there's times on podcasts mm-hmm. where like the guys will do a weird segue, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were just like, okay, you want to do a segue? We got a segue for you. Isaiah's yeah. not really feeling all too well. The Manscaped one is always funny to me. Anytime <laughs> like a man goes, yeah, man, we got to shave down there. Like, oh, gosh. Or, or when when people, it, there's nothing more funnier than when, when sportscasters oh, yeah. pretend they have this like loving relationship at home <laughs> when they're actually working 14-hour days at the recording studio. It's like, yeah, you're going to love Sherry's Call, Colin my, did my, that. my wife loves him. Use code MAX at checkout. Well, Colin really, Coward. I'm really putting Max Kellerman on yeah. blast right now, but whatever. <laughs> Colin um, Coward did that. Infamous for that. You know, you know, I always give my wife some roses. Yeah, right, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The... Um, but yeah, I thought that was I thought that was funny just because it's just like imagine you're like, yeah, so I was sitting in bed. Going that deep for I was sitting in bed tossing and turning and you know what? I was like, I'm fed up. I'm gonna get a new mattress. <laughs> Instead of just call letting right. life just take you. Right, right. That's good though, man. That's I'm uh going back to uh the origin of the conversation here talking about our, our show. I wanted it to be a show to where you felt comfortable enough to just be like, look. <clears throat> this show is just called come sit with us it's about it's like the seinfeld episode it's like seinfeld with podcasting mm. i have no idea what i'm doing when it comes to doing this show that's great because everyone listening is like well why the hell we tune in <laughs> um but no it's like well you do it, have you know, structure though yeah, you do cool. always have like you you have an agenda kind of like what you're talking about so it, it's not like completely yeah like, there's segments like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I say that like shuffling my hands right now. <laughs> the but the best part about it is that we're able to have lighthearted conversations about maybe a few of the political topics that you bring up, maybe a few of the topics that I find very suspicious, mm-hmm. and maybe if there's a little dash of UFO here, a little dash of who killed who here. That's the stuff I live for because it, it stimulates good conversation. So the the basis of this show is like hey look the studio audience is just catching up to what we're talking about and this is the same stuff we talk about like if we're having drinks if we're having food you know this is why i enjoy doing a show with someone that i've been i've been friends with for almost 20 years thankfully Mm -hmm. and um it helps promote a great show because it i Going back to the many episodes that I say this, it just doesn't feel like work to me. This, I'm coming straight out of work to come do this show. This is how much I love doing this. You know, this isn't uh, this isn't work to me. I, I I enjoy making an episode like this. I enjoy doing the show, and as long as we put out good episodes, I don't I I see that this is simply effortless for me. Yeah, no doubt. Like it is, and and. Well, because, you know, like you said, like when I do the podcast I do, you know, like I want to put out a new episode so bad, but it's like I have to be prepared to do it. So I like the fact that this is we can come and we can just boom, like let it out and talk yeah. about whatever. And, um, you know, without that restraint. Uh, so yeah. it's kind of like liberating to do that because, you know, it allows us to put out more content and, and do a lot more. Um Whereas like a, a show like um, like the one I'm doing and even the one you want to do, it's going to take um, prepar- a lot more preparation on yeah. our parts. Um, but in the end of the, at the end of the day, I mean, if that's really what we love to do, then that work, we'll get through that work. We'll have the desire to get through that. So, yeah. 
you know, I, I felt like it, I felt so strongly about the project I was doing on the on the Deepin podcast that no matter no matter how much studying it was, and I felt like it was a lot of stuff. Some days I'd be like studying almost the whole day. Yeah, I mean, late nights. We, there's times studying. where I have to come and do an episode, and I'm like looking at all these file folders and dossiers and i'm like they're all they have stamps you see classified stamps i'm like is there are you supposed to have any of these documents what's going on it's kind of overwhelming a little bit because like you know i started going into like a deep end on every segment before it was just a deep end exactly i started doing it on everyone because i just couldn't help myself right because i got so lost and i was like oh you got so lost in the deep end yeah Right, which is the essence of the show. That's what it's about, too. And you feel like that at the end of it. So, um, Meet Isaiah Martinez, yeah. a man too involved Stuck in, in his own podcast. End. Stuck. <laughs> he says the show is called The Deep End, but what happens when he goes too deep? In into too deep. The twelve. <laughs> so, uh, and that's a perfect, I mean, that's an example. That's, that's, that's in Mark's heart right there, that show. And I know that's something that he has a desire in. Um, but that's the beautiful thing about this show is that we're allowed to be more free and more open ourselves in a genuine conversation, uh, which is it's cool. And if anything good came out of 2020, it'd be starting the show uh, because it's a great platform. And we're early on. We're barely like 20 plus episodes in. There's still so much more to talk about, to discuss things that haven't even happened yet. Um and who knows what's going to happen in 2021? Who knows where, where how it can go? You know, it, yeah. could, it could go better. It could go worse. Like, we don't know yet. Twenty 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 2021's looking at 2020. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I got yeah, you. I'll raise you. <laughs> Get ready for this. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I had to shake a lot of rust off when starting Come Sit With Us and everything. But, man, like, once you get going, like, the, I I know that it started off with me just getting a little bug, like getting the bug implanted in me. But now it's just, I'm back to doing it. I never was really ever going to do like how you started off with the deep end. You know, you would cut in and cut out. And I Mm -hmm. used to tell you, I was like, Isaiah, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Like always just imagine it's live. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I used to always start off. Uh, the Mark and Andre show, and I'm 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 still stunned by all the equipment we use because back when I used to start, it, we were just like, all right, guys, huddle up. Cell phone, the boom. phone's in the middle. Right. It's on airplane mode. Let's hit it. But the thing about that that was even cooler was that it was live. Like that was the thing that was cool too. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we would actually be live, live. to the audience. Right. Yeah. Which was cool because like you could be there and talking with. And we could do this show live too, but it's just, we just happen right now to be doing it. What are you talking pre- about? We are live, Isaiah. Right. Yeah. We're moment. live right now. <laughs> Even though you could pause this and start it again, we're live. The studio audience, look at your watches right now. <laughs> it's that same time here. <laughs> Stupid. It's dark where you're watching. Yeah. Uh, pause this and we'll pause with you. And then like in live time, we'll play with you when you hit play. <laughs> Oh my god we'd have to stop and pause and oh hold on we have to start the wait, show all on. over again wait, someone hit on. back uh, jerry has to go to work we'll pl- we'll start this <laughs> conversation as soon as it comes back we have to wait it out he's doing a shift man that's that's hilarious uh so what do you i mean what do you um what do you remember most out of uh out of this year like what do you uh what hits you most going through this year um I'd say the the best 
the best. No, it's not even the best. I mean, the the biggest. I'd say the biggest regret that I've had, as far as this this year, this year being twenty twenty. I still say this year, but you know, you know how that goes. It's like Mark in twenty twenty, right? Because we're live on on February <laughs> documents of twenty twenty. Because we're live right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted for the longest time, and I, I think the biggest regret of my life doing podcasts and all that. I should have had my dad on a show, mm. you know, um, I should have had my dad on a show. There was times where my dad being too prideful would say stuff about my show, but never be like, Hey son, like I want to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And I never egged it out of him because I didn't want to feel like at that point I wasn't too sure of myself either. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot more direct, thankfully, Yeah. now. But if there's one guest that I'm never, ever going to be able to have, it would not, uh, it would be not having my dad as a, as a guest. And it's, it sucks. It sucks. That I won't ever have that, but you know, it's going to be one of those things. It's, it's, I'm a lot more comfortable dealing with the, uh, the loss of my dad. Yeah. It, it's always, it has, like you mentioned to me, I mean, it, it has its ups and downs. There's times where I'm driving, I'll just start crying, mm-hmm. you know, but that's the nature of, of oh, emotion. Is, yeah. And long ago, I would never understand that. I would never understand. I never, I was trained to, to think that men don't have emotions and mm-hmm. <laughs> It's funny, the more I got in tune with my emotions, the more I understood myself because I'm very emotional. I'm very passionate. I'm very, like, I'm a live wire. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love it. And there's times where, where when I was at work at my previous job, I would be so filled with, with this feeling inside of me every time I would screw something up. I wouldn't understand that. And I would literally be in the restroom having a panic attack, not understanding what I'm doing and not understanding myself. So Mm. a short five years ago, I never understood who who the hell I was, but now I'm able to understand like, Hey, look, you're, you're starting to get a little angry, relax. And I'm able to cope with those feelings and able to see those signals further. So with, understanding my emotion on my dad's on my dad's passing i'm actually able to take it a lot more easier these times and and if it happened back then i don't know where i would be right now i'd just be a loose cannon but um yeah going back to you know 2020 taught me anything and it really i'm really surprised of how well i was able to cope with my dad's my dad's loss the loss of my dad and um how I was able to get everything prepared for prepared for it while I was trying to deal with it. And I give credit to anybody who has to deal with the passing of a loved one and has to deal with the planning and coordination because it, it mm-hmm. kind of, you were making the ultimate sacrifice at that moment in time because you're not grieving for that person during the most sensitive times, but you're putting that aside for the benefit of everyone else that comes to the service yeah. or that has to deal with this. So yeah, they have it like a whole little business, dude. They have a pamphlet. They have everything itemized. Yeah, and, and I realized like, I finally you know, realized how much is this, how much like, is that. It's like 
I realize where 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 funeral companies start. Uh, or I finally understand where funeral companies have a little asterisk where it says funeral starting at set amount price because after that it was like, oh, do you want to do you want to have a, a gold rim uh, uh, yeah, dude, casket? Do you, what, what type of service do, do you, you need? The military did like like it was just like all I just saw was just the price going up on it, but it was just it was all foreign to me because it's it was something new i had to deal with and yeah it's costly it's costly mm-hmm. uh and it's weird cuz like you said you're trying to have the emotions to like cope with everything but you you have to instantly transition into a business mindset of like taking care of these things because like you have to I, and it's I, like, I can't i can't imagine what it's like for people that run funeral homes they do like, it so what? like so like like it's nothing. It's weird. It's, it's like, like another day in the office. Yeah, it's like another day. Like you know the, the way f- they the funeral home that themselves. I was the funeral home that I was at in New Mexico. The guy was great. Uh, the guy was great. That handled all all of it. And for those listening to previous episodes, the pastor for that for that whole thing. That there's a whole segment on that. I don't want to relive mm-hmm. it. Uh, but great guy. But the funeral home is just like super quiet in there you can hear like you can hear like mice arguing right in there that's how quiet it is it's it's somewhere i don't want to be on a daily basis can you imagine clocking in and it's you're dealing with emotions of people dealing with loved ones and like their versions of a busy day like mm. oh yeah you know my brother and my mom try to set me up with like a, a lady who works in like one of those, you know, the funeral services place. Oh, wow. Do you I was like, that's so on. weird. Like, how how am I going to, like, that's just a weird. How was like, your day, honey? Oh, you know, I had to go <laughs> wheel wheel another corpse over to the, I had to go, you know, they're like, like yeah. I had to take the hearse out. Yeah, and I'm like, because I wasn't there that day or whatever. And then they're like, I don't know, like, why did you guys throw me in the ring all of a sudden? Like, why do I need to For be. For first day she set? comes, he's like, oh, I'll pick you up. all places, so you want me. <laughs> I'll pick you up. She drives up in a hearse. Can you pick me up from work? I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> she pulls up in the hearse. Oh, get in the back. <laughs> seat there for you. Yeah, I guess they got her, like, Facebook, and they wanted me to, like, add her on Facebook. I was like, this is too much for me right Whoa. now. I can't even process that. that. That's a little too fast. The next, The next thing you know is that. You add her as a friend on Facebook, and then all of a sudden she updates. She updates her relationship status. To, it's complicated with Isaiah Martinez. Yeah, all of a sudden it's complicated. Wow. <laughs> exactly, bro. Yeah. The um. Hey, what's your? Uh, what, you mind if we, Facebook you mind if we dispel some of our of our more of our playbook? If you know what I mean. Playbook. Yes. I don't have a playbook, man. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, no, so go let ahead. me ask you a question <laughs> go, go that ahead. is random, I guess, out of no playbook go whatsoever. <laughs> What's your go-to first date? Because, you you know, you planned an authentic first date uh-huh. that you'd never replicated a couple of times. Uh-huh. You? I know I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and especially for COVID, it's kind of hard right now. But what I would think would be like, you know, definitely you want to find out what she likes to do and stuff. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. So like, for example, um, let's just say a recent, you know, person that I started planning a first date for, um, she liked vinyl collecting. So I thought, well, maybe we can find some sort of like outdoor market or something and like go together and like try to like find something and just kind of keep it light and fun. Um, and then grab something to eat or something like that. Um, so I couldn't find any record like 
shopping places like that in the area that we were looking for. Cause I, I try to, I try to make it more closer to where she was at. And so, um, we ended up going to the, the last bookstore. Um, mm-hmm. and that was great. That was cool. Cause we, you know, were able to kind of fun, get lost in, in books and she loves reading. I love reading. And so we were like talking about different interests, what books we were into and it led into other things like, you know, what do you like and stuff like that. And it led into more conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's what you want to do is you want to get to like know the person more. Um, but also to like, not like too deep, but uh, a little more like a little deep, a little bit. But okay. um, so uh, that, or I was thinking about even um, doing some sort of like walk in the park or something or wow, okay. grabbing some lunch picnic or something like that. Maybe, maybe a picnic at the beach. I don't know if you, it depends on what, you know, uh, how you're feeling, but um, yeah, those are my, those are, I guess were just a couple of ideas that yeah. I would have right now. So me being, me being extremely cheap, mm-hmm. I'll say that. I just go to the Griffith Observatory. That is, it's more for, and call me selfish, whatever. It's more for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love going because they have the Tesla coil. Yeah. They have, uh, I always take something new every time I reread some of the stuff. And I never get bored of that place. Mm -hmm. And with me, I'm able to, to scale what they know about. Whatever the hell goes on at the Griffith, whether it's going to be the Tesla coil, whether it's going to be the elements, the planets, mm. I'm able to scale that to mm. see. Not that I'm judging them, but I just want to see. They can always. It's a, that's a dope spot, though. Yeah, I love that place. It's, it could be very romantic for yeah. sure, too. Uh, oh, it can. I think I took a first date one time, and this is like something you never do, but I just did this one time because it's a long story. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I did this one date where I took her to Disneyland right out the get go, like right out the box. And wow! We went to Disneyland, had a great time. You did you guys have? Did you have a pass, or did she have a pass, or we both like we both had went to um, a baseball game, and we went to like we went dancing, uh, but this was just like a weekend. Also, say this is all the same date. Like, no, 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 no the this was like dancing no, no, with no, Disneyland. No. I was like, damn, no, no, slow down. No, so this was over the course of like three weeks or whatever on the Got weekend. It. Like we hung out with our friends. We went to a baseball game. So we weren't alone. We were just in a group kind of, but we were together sitting together. Got and it. then we went to, um, we went dancing with another group of friends, a smaller group of friends this time. It kind of was like a double date in a way, even though it wasn't officially a double date, but it kind of was. And, um, I can't even get into that story, but anyways, there's more to the story, but, essentially all we need to know here for the audience and myself and you is that it was kind of a double date. So anyways, the, the first time I officially like kind of reached out to her and I asked her like, um, do you, would you like to go with me to Disneyland? Uh, it was like basically kind of like our first, like, I guess like official date in Disneyland. So, and usually Disneyland's kind of like a very, like, you know, that's a big step up. Like it's a very uh, type of date. Very costly step it's up. It's a there. costly step up too. Yeah. Great time. Like we had a great time. I actually ran into you there, actually. Remember you were there with uh, Ah. 
Yes. I was about to name. <laughs> I made a cameo that day. <laughs> so she actually got to meet you too, but yeah. um, we had a great time. And um, We as in you and me? Yeah, you and yeah. me had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so. When we met up at the Haunted Mansion, went on the ride, and be like, all right, see ya. <laughs> who, who, who? Wait, I sound like an owl here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I already know who I was with. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you were with us. Uh, yeah, we're not going to name names here. <laughs> It's the reason why I'm single. I should have started saying Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I'll drink to that. But yeah, me too. Man. But it was a good. Uh, it was a. Good, it was a good time. It was a good time. You know, things got a little complicated because. Um, hey, you know what? That's that's what happens, Isaiah. You know. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Things got complicated, man. But, I, but it was good fun. It was good fun. I've never felt more confident in calling it quits than with my last relationship. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about bringing real and come sit with us? Oh, man. There's a reason why I've been single this long. And more credit to myself for finding out that I wasn't ready for a relationship. As she wasn't. But we were able to come to that, come to that, uh, come to that, uh, come to that knowledge together mm-hmm. and understand that we weren't. So it was, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, we're able to, we're able to divulge that kind of information here and come sit with us. Mm-hmm. Well, hell of an episode, very dense. You can't, you can't cut this episode with uh with butter knife. You'd have to go in with a uh, scalpel. Yeah. And, yeah. Really cut in deep with this one. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that Mark and I have always talked about like never going into this area on the show. Oh no! Oh, dude, we barely scratched the surface on that one. Yeah, but they—they're literally gonna have to pay. They—they they will have to pay me to get to get all that other information out. <laughs> there was this one book. There was this one book that Steve Harvey wrote, that basically gave out all the information to guys who mm. just play the field. And man, that was that, that was like you know the dark times mm-hmm. like dark times in in a dating in the dating world Mm -hmm. that book from steve harvey i didn't want to mention it to advertise it this is when steve harvey was barely like realizing how cool he was this is before family feud this is like right after the steve harvey show which is great but damn really killed the game for us uh us guys out there just play the field (laughs) why am i mentioning that maybe i'm off a couple energy drinks today but whatever (laughs) No, this is well. I'm definitely appreciative of the group of friends I have because, and and when I say that, I mean the boys because, um, you know, each a friend of mine is just a different um, aspect of and why I relate to them. Just you know, I relate to them in different uh, ways, and each uh, each friend of mine or homie or whatever, they have their own style or way they go about things, and I think it all complements each other well. Um, I remember hanging out with um, one of my good friends, and I think I'm okay to say this here. I was hanging out one time with my good friend. Um, I don't know if I am okay to say this. I was just hanging out with one of my good friends. Uh, that wasn't Mark. And, and he has a lot of swag and style to him. And, you know, I have, I have my own style, I guess, but he has a lot of extra swag to him. Just because, you know, he just, he does. Because you need, yeah. Yeah. So he, and so one time we were, um, we were just a friendly conversation with just other people. And um, 
I remember I got asked one time, like, I just don't, I don't know. How are you guys friends? Oh, and I didn't know how I to, I didn't crap. know how to take that. But, and the way I saw it was, you know, I saw it as she was kind of right because I'm not really like him, but we, we are good friends and we go back and me and him really are two different type of people. And it's, it is kind of amazing that me and him are friends though, like really good friends despite that. Um, so what she was saying was true because we wouldn't look like we would be like the best of yeah. friends. And, 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 we are. and you scoff at that question just because it's so true, but Hey, look, don't ruin the good <laughs> thing that we got. <laughs> yeah. So we ended, I ended up flipping it on her and, um, and but we hey, what's time. up with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i told her we're yin and yang girl like we're not nah, just kidding no but um we uh we had a good time and we uh yeah it, it, i i do appreciate that about my friends that each has their own style and it's cool it's cool and i have my own style too you know so yeah. it is what it is don't you know what i don't care what anyone says about you isaiah you're cool i appreciate you man. you know you're uh just one of those people where i'm just like man why are you guys friend? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Again, no, no. You've uh, you've definitely been an asset in my life. You know, there's just there's never been there'll never be another Isaiah Martinez, and and to me, it's just been it's been a wild ride of friendship. You know, we've we've mm-hmm. broken up a couple times, mm-hmm. but got back together. You know, mm-hmm. been on again, off again. Yeah. And Mark's not kidding about this. Even yeah. though it might sound like a joke, he's not yeah. kidding. No, it's like we really, we really had hashed it out before. Like we had some falling outs where you know, it it uh, it sucked because, and it was like a dumb reason for us to like you know not speak to each other like over some trivial thing like, and yeah. uh, and that just shows it's a testament really to our friendship that we're able to be like beyond that, and like you know put that aside and it's not the first time like we've had a time before that even uh where it was like that so yeah uh, it was and that's the best part too is that we were able the one time that we reconciled i opened up and told you i was sorry i remember it was on myspace dude because i remember we weren't talking and before we even had a class together like which would have made it way awkward yeah you had uh you had reached out to me and you had uh reached out to me through myspace and i remember i was at my cousin's house i was at uh nick's house and I was checking my MySpace, like that's what you do, right? And I saw your message, and I was just like, "Yeah, bro, like, let's squash it. It's not even worth it." Yeah. So yeah, you were the bigger person, and you reached out um, the first time, and then, um, you know, I don't know how the second time happened. I know, I, I know for sure, I did try to reach out to you in, uh, in PlayStation on the PlayStation Network uh, at one time, <laughs> and yeah. 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 yeah, that's all I can remember. I think I did try to reach out to you through there one time uh, just because I don't know if I had your number or something like that. But I was yeah, just trying was, to tell, you, tell you basically that I was sorry for like, you know, being so uh, being so judgmental on you, uh, yeah. you know, because I got very spiritual and I kind of put that on you and it shouldn't have been that way. Yeah. And that's where I learned a lot. I learned that I can't put my own personal beliefs onto somebody else. That has right. to be totally them. And so... That's, I think, a learning lesson that I got from that is, like, I can't press my beliefs. And I'm okay to have my beliefs. You're okay to have your beliefs, like anybody. And, um, yeah, I should never I should never impose my beliefs just because I believe it might be true. I can't impose that on anybody. The, the beauty about all that, Isaiah, is that 
friendship needs those kind of tests to to test the metal of the friendship you know to test it and just to make sure that we're we're solid and, and it, it sucked having those periods where i was just like man like it'd be cool to kick with isaiah right now and it's good to have the fact it's good to know that we're stronger for that you know mm-hmm. there's there's people that have gone by the wayside where I'm just like, all right, cool. I can't care nonetheless. But it's like when when we weren't friends, I was just like, man, this, this blow is like normally in normal situations, I'd be kicking with you. And, and I'm glad we got over that. Um, but yeah, going back to what we were saying, it's just uh, super thankful for this kind of for having you as a friend going throughout this all this time. It's just it's nuts to where to where I never thought in the wildest day like especially in the beginning of high like in the beginning of high school I was just like nah it's not like I don't like this guy and the next and Mark had every right to not like me either because you were actually trying to reach out to me to like you know you were showing me tracks and things that you were working on projects and we were cool in PE so there would have been no reason for uh, for myself to even try to like diss, you know, uh, you, so you had every right to be like, Oh, like this guy. You 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 definitely, you guys definitely provided the right motivation for a response on a diss track. But, um, the going to, going to what I was saying, I was just like, I would never have believed it. But then I don't know how it was, but due to how things work, it was just, in one class, we had me, you, Joel, rest in peace, manifest, and um, and Andre. Same class. Mm. <laughs> Same class. I was just like, how do you? <laughs> yeah, it was like, how do you make this? That's up? too much for a yeah. teacher to even handle. Yeah, Dodie was cool enough where he, he could handle that. Yeah, we were all sharing Hoover, the same table. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can say the same thing for Uber, but yeah. Uh, oh, but Hoover deserved it. Yeah, who, who, who are we kidding? He had it coming. He was like Mr. Flanders. <laughs> yeah, Flanders, he was like Mr. Flanders basically. The cool part about that is that the second period, I was a TA. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so I was just yeah. chilling. Like, I was just like, yeah, I'm, all right, move my backpack over here. Just hang out. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started, too, because, like, at that time, too, it was, we were cool, but we weren't really, like, we weren't even, like, you know, yeah, joking we never, or nothing yet. Yeah. Until like, you know, we'd kind of slip in a couple of jokes here and there through Macbeth or whatever Mr. Doty was teaching at the time. He had us reading Macbeth Who knew Shakespeare would have brought us together, huh? (laughs) Instead of bringing lovers together, it brought friends together. Shakespeare. Beautiful. Uh, He had us reading Macbeth and he had us reading Revelations. Remember, we had us on the book of Revelations and we had to create a video. We did like a video yeah. representation of like basically me being the Antichrist and you were like an Arnold Schwarzenegger character like killing Jesus me. Jesus and, and Andre was Michael the Apostle. Yeah. Was, it was like a case. <laughs> so, like we were just going to arrest yeah. the devil. Yeah. To, to Those were good times, dude. We were on a little movie binge. T- we were making movies too at the time. You yeah. were doing movies through Movie Maker. I was making some movies and my cousins were making some movies. We were ma- That was like... The movie making comedy little as soon know, as as soon as ticking. I got Sony Vegas, I was just like, all right, I'm out of the, I'm out of it. This isn't Windows Movie Maker anymore. This yeah. isn't easy for me. <laughs> and that's when that's when a lot of computers like ditched FireWire because mm-hmm. FireWire was like the best way to get data transferred for videos. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they're like, nope, got to use uh, 
it's why when everyone went to to SD cards, mm-hmm. and right then and there, it was just like, all right, I'm out because these SD cards are expensive, mm-hmm. and it was just hard to transfer that data over, especially because you knew you had to get a new computer. And can you picture that's when like YouTube barely came out? Like <sighs> YouTube was barely born <gasps> when we started barely like uploading videos and stuff. Like I remember finding YouTube one day. And I was just like, what's this? Like, yeah. wait, I can actually upload a video? Like, it was just, it was like a, it wasn't well known at all, yeah. like what YouTube was. It was like a small website. And if people do were doing YouTube beforehand, they would just have a dedicated website. Like yeah. the guy, the yeah. guy, um, the angry video game nerd. Mm-hmm. He used to do stuff on a vi- video game website called Screw Attack. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, his, all he had to do for a while was just transfer all of his Screw Attack videos to YouTube. And mm-hmm. he was in the clear. In this instance... We, I just stopped making movies at that point because it, it just got difficult for me to do because I just didn't under, like Sony Vegas. What's well, a lot of work? You got to film it. You're the director. You're the actor. Oh you're my god! And then you got to piece it all together four, and put the right like, sounds. Who's working all the money for this? It was me. Like, literally just saving like all the scraps. Zero budget for this. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. It was nuts. I was just like, all right, we're gonna have to find stuff. To... I had to literally go into. Uh, I had to go into an office. And like, hey, uh, is it okay if we use your office? <laughs> To make this scene, and the guy was down to do it. Oh, he was. We yeah. didn't even get to really use that scene either. It was a good no, scene. No, we though. didn't even do it. We, we started a so to to get the audience engaged in this. I wanted to do a kung fu flick, mm. and, and we were like halfway in, I think. Yeah, we were. Man, it, it was it was just right. It's mm. just right, but um, it just wasn't there at the time. Is it was going to be a great Kung Fu flick. Yeah. I was really inspired. I think we just missed the it. window of opportunity. Like we would just say close before we could finish. Yeah. That. Had a bunch of props, had all the, all the good classic Kung Fu things that you needed, like funny zoom ins. And this is like a mixture of me watching a lot of Kung Fu movies and, in collaboration, watching Kung Pao, which right. totally, uh, satires all that. And yeah, man, it was good. It was a good time doing all that. And I'm glad that, a lot of the movies I made actually had an audience where there was the final revelation stuff I had to do for a class project. If I could do a class project and they asked me to make a movie and instead of writing a report, I will make a movie. I will love to do that versus any of all that. They ended, I ended up doing one for my prom King nomination. Or I think, yeah, I did that for that. They, the rules didn't say anything about not doing it. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. We're doing so it. So Mark was the prom king too. I forget that sometimes. I do too. I do too. Actually, I never forget that. That was the weirdest <laughs> thing. When they announced my name, I was just like, are you serious? I was <laughs> you like, really this is not supposed to happen. I was like, I was supposed to be a joke. This is, I was like, just picture the jester of, of the high school actually getting the prom king win. That was funny. Hilarious. <laughs> um, gosh. Who was your prom queen anyway? Huh? Who was the prom queen? Uh, Cassie Benvenides. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, back then she was a looker. I don't know how she looks now, but... Oh, she's still a looker. Yeah? Nice. Oh, man. Well, I think we can propose a toast to the people of Come Sit With Us. I want to wish everyone over in our audience, over in audience land and podcast land to make this 2021 a very prosperous one in any way that you can, uh, can make it happen. I know that these are very, very odd times that we're in dealing with the global pandemic that we've had, but 
rest assured that with every with every uh I want to take the line from the dark night the the night is darkest before before the dawn you know and so you got to make sure to look up to to a brighter situation when this uh when this new year of 2021 starts rolling in I'm hopeful and optimistic and optimistic about it so I hope that with that you can rest assured that you have that same strength going into the year of 2021. Thank you guys for tuning into all the episodes that we've made this year and to the start of this whole, to the start of this show. It's hard doing it in the middle of a pandemic, but I'm glad that Isaiah's all all for it as well. And I'm, I'm happy that we have an audience base to actually listen into us. I mean, we could have a podcast where there's only a few listeners, but to have the listening audience that we do have, I am still just astonished that people come in to tune in. So I'm just thankful for that each and every day. And I'm thankful for you guys, uh, the audience uh, that comes and sits with us every single time. Isaiah, is there anything that you want to do as far as a recap on this improvisational New Year's Day spectacular? Yeah, I hope you guys all have a safe... Oh, well, we've already had the New Year's now. But for this year, I yes, wish of course. you guys the best and um, many, many blessings. Stay safe. Um, continue to um, you know, make wise decisions on how we go about handling uh, this life, uh, getting over COVID and... Um, and try to make the best of your time and your experiences and come back and sit with us again when you guys can and promote the show. Um, and obviously, Mark has the pins going on, which is phenomenal, um, what they're doing. And uh, I'm also working on a podcast episode for The Deep End. So uh, we appreciate your support. Your feedback means the most to us. So um, any feedback you guys have, let us know. Yeah, make sure you guys get your swim trunks ready. The deep ends. The deep ends coming 2021. <laughs> nice promo. Thanks, dude. No, I the moment you posted about it and I see like water, I'm like, oh man. Like all the you shouldn't have had me on any of the beginning episodes because I was just like, oops, get your swim cups ready. Deep end. <laughs> like like you're you might as well just um for your next title card next time yeah. uh Whenever you decide to take photos for this, you just dress up as a lifeguard. Forget it. <laughs> just be just be on the watchtower. Just be like, pretend you're looking off into the ocean. The deep end, baby. That's stupid. Um, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. This episode has been completely off the cuff, and we've covered a multitude of topics. A lot of the stuff that we said we wouldn't have talked about that we ended up talking about. But it actually feels good, too, because we had it pent up in our system for the longest time. I, myself, especially. You could pay Mark more money too. And he'll, you know, he'll spill more. Out. Yeah. Yeah. P- pay me six figures and I'll tell you all the tips and tricks and add Mark on his only fans page too. He has <laughs> one on his, on his Instagram. So make sure you check. Yeah. That out. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Mark Flores and I'm Isaiah Martinez. And most importantly, be well. <laughs>